Have you ever noticed that hardship just seems to be a part of life? That no matter how hard we try or how good we are, no matter what circumstances we have, that adverse situations just start to happen. Not only in recovery is addiction a hardship that must be overcome and a circumstance that many have to face, but it doesn't matter where we are, we all struggle in one way, shape, or form. And yet some people tend to get over things a little bit better than others. And that's because of this thing that they call uh, resilience. Resilience is the ability to overcome an adverse circumstance and not just overcome it, but also grow from it. Hi, I'm Diara Mendez. I am the Enriched Counselor and Families for Christ Coordinator here at America's Keswick, and welcome to this week's episode of Recovery Unplugged, where we share biblical truths about recovery in hopes that other people will be set free from the bondage of addictive and compulsive behaviors. This week's topic, I'm going to be talking about resilience and recovery. And in particular, I'm going to be sharing with you three R's of resilience and recovery. Because not for nothing, but we're all going to go through something. And it's how we go through a particular thing that makes all the difference. Paul Tripp said, it's not just what you suffer, it's how you suffer what you suffer. And so this week, I just want to share with you a few things that will help us build our resilience. Uh, people talk about this all the time, um, that resilience is really this, this concept of how we get over a thing, how we go through a thing, the ability to bounce back, so to speak. And so I'm going to look to scripture this, this week uh, to share with you about what does that look like in recovery and how does that show up for, for us in the Bible? And so our first R of resilience and recovery is that it requires truthfulness. Now we hear all the time that you have to tell the truth, um, you have to be honest, you have to be authentic, but what does that really look like uh, in scripture? John 8 and 31 said, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So truth is one of those things that gives us freedom. Psalm 51 and 6, one of my favorite, actually says, Behold, you delight truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the sacred heart. God is saying that, uh, or rather David is saying to God, like you desire that truth be at the very core of who I am. And part of why that's extremely important in recovery is because in denying reality, we can find ourselves in situations that we do not want to be in. Part of being in recovery, part of living in the light of Christ is that we don't deny our realities, that we really begin to speak truth for ourselves to others and we require it of the people who are around us. You know, one of the things I've learned and that I often teach is that denying reality diminishes the power of the cross because Jesus's blood was shed, not for just the, the little things. It was shed for the very deep, dark seated issues of our lives. That the more we admit to the reality of what our lives are and what we have been through, God's grace fills in those gaps. And so in truthfulness, we actually begin to capitalize on the very power of Christ and what he did for us on the cross. So requires truthfulness. That's our, the first R. Our second R is 
person in recovery who has resilience relinquishes control. Ooh, giving up control, surrendering. Jesus says, if anyone who would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. You know, it is part of us giving over ourselves. It is part of us leaving behind those things that are familiar for the sake of Christ in our lives that actually helps God step in and begin to do for us the things that we couldn't do for ourselves. Philippians 2.13 says it this way, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. It is God in us that wants to do the things that we can't often do for ourselves. And then 2 Corinthians 12 says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient. I love this passage because this is the place where Paul is admitting to his surrender. Um, it, it is after he has found the thorn in his flesh and he has wrestled with God. He has wrestled and asked God three times to take it away from him. But God replies in this. He says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. You see, there's always this power struggle when we're struggling in addiction. There's always this my will versus God's will. But in recovery, when whether it's an addiction, whether it is just um, not surrendering in, in our personal walks with the Lord, when we bring our flesh into subjection and we choose the next right thing, we actually have more power because we are allowing God to do the things that we cannot do in human effort. It's when we set up accountability. It's when we surrender our gods, our idols, the things that we want more than God and say, not our will, but your will be done. Which brings me to the next point. And the third R of resilience and recovery is that we constantly redirect our focus. We focus squarely on who Christ is. We focus squarely on the cross. Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, we look to him. He is the beginning and the end of our faith. He is the one who has started a good work in us and is faithful to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. You see, we fight the temptation to obsess over the things that will distract us from the one who can deliver us, which is Jesus. We fight our flesh. We fight our desires that want nothing more than to rob, kill, and destroy, that want nothing more than to sabotage our efforts in Christ, who wants nothing more than to give in to Satan. You see, regardless of the hardship, we remain focused and we remain fixed, some, some scriptures say, on Jesus on the cross. When Peter went to step out of the boat, when God, when Jesus was a walk and told him to walk on water, it was when he looked at the storms around him. It was when he paid attention to the circumstances and not on the one who bid him to come that he began to sink. You see, brothers and sisters, for us, it's the same thing. Every day in our lives, we have to remain fixed on the one who bids us in our faith, who calls us into salvation, who calls us into sanctification, because that in and of itself is part of being resilient. That in and of itself is how we bounce back. It is allowing Christ in us to do its work in power. And so it certainly wouldn't be um, appropriate if I didn't close with the most resilient person we ever read about in the Bible, and that is Jesus himself. He is the epitome of what resilience is. You see, he was always about truth. 
As a matter of fact, he was the living word, the word of truth. Not only did he speak truth in all under circumstances, he was committed to telling the truth even to the point of death, death on the cross. He relinquished control, and we see that for him because he always surrendered to the to God and His will. He says, "I do what I hear the Father tells me. I do what I see God doing." And the night of his arrest, before um, he went to the cross, he's praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he says to God, "Lord, if you would just take this cup from me, but nevertheless, not my will. Let Your will be done." We have to live in this way of not my will, God, but let your will be done. Because then the third piece that he redirects his focus, the second part of Hebrews 12 too, after he says that we are to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, it says that for who, for who, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. You see, Jesus saw us. He saw our struggles, he saw our pain, he saw our hardships, and that was what actually motivated him to stay the course. For how many of us can we say the same? For how many of us can we see the struggle and can we see the hardship that Jesus endured on our behalf and say, for the joy that was set before us, we will go through this hardship for the glory of God, for the testimony that God wants to create in our lives. Friends, resiliency, is about obedience. Resiliency is about staying transfixed on the cross and the meaning of it in our lives so that we can be testimonies. We can be the living epistles that God has called us to. Recovery is not an easy thing. It requires accountability. It requires honesty. And most of all, it requires surrender and focus to Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. I hope that you will. this will have inspired you this week um, to stand strong in your faith, to remain strong and courageous for all that was set before you because he it is that goes before you. He will not leave you or forsake you and he will not, dis- we don't have to be dismayed because he is the one that is protecting us and guiding us on this journey. Have a blessed week.